Tools MC Ebone. Max Speaker. Robin Sin, <laughs> aka Rainy. I forget the whole thing. So they're aka Rainy, aka Bias Um, so welcome. Oh, it's uh, International Women's Month, so we're I mean, you're kicking it off. Not stop with the We had an excellent Black History Month, but um, now we're gonna Black History is every day. You're um, right. I'm gonna say it's all the time. Yeah, but um, how are you been? Motherhood taking over. And last time we got to have you. Was it a telethon or was it a? Oh, I, I don't remember. It was either a telethon or. Yeah, it was. Mental health. We had him. We had. I think it was a series you guys were doing. A series of stuff. And then we had you here and you racist. Um, you know, a lot has changed since then. You yes. have a almost two year old. <laughs> How's motherhood? It's a, it's a, it's a, I don't know. Nothing that I expected it. But everything that I expected. Learning experience. It's actually the hardest job I've had. Hardest thing I've had to do. Um, probably in my whole life. But like it come, it's it's bittersweet because as hard as it can, be, it can switch in an taking everything. And I like how you said that it wasn't everything expected to be. So I'm like when I thought it, I got confused a little bit because it's like Max says something then it makes you think, so it made me think a little bit. Yeah. So I'm like, um, is that a not a bad thing, but is it a good thing at the same time? Is it learning from yes. all that stuff? Yes. It's almost like you can never be too prepared. Mm-hmm. Like I, I expected to have I expected it to a love you've never experienced. So I'm getting all those things, but it's like you don't know everything. You know? like even though you, I've been here before. Like you know, thirties. I've been here before. I've experienced like this is a whole human little baby child depending on. Now she's. I don't have it all figured out. Like I can't walk through attitude that I have in like I can figure it out on my own. I don't need to ask. I have zero issues sister any of my mom friends if I have an issue getting up like hey like like doing this like is that is that normal is that okay mm-hmm. like I have zero like my pride when it comes to my pride I have zero, zero is asking for but in my regular life it's like why do you think that is is it because is there a child, somebody else that's basically in your that you're responsible for in a way, or you think because you say you don't do it for your personal life, but when it comes to motherhood, you do. Why do you think that is? Because I want the best for her, and I'm like I'm able to have had that conversation. You're thinking beyond yourself, mm-hmm. and if there's something that I don't know, the best thing for her for me to get the right information ask somebody. As opposed to me just like kind of winging it. I don't want to wing motherhood. I kind of want to get as much ex- knowledgeable experience as possible. And every pregnancy is different. Every parent's different. Get these opinions. How you apply. One thing, like I was reading one of your articles, you're talking about you're not. Um, Ask questions on Instagram on I'll see a story post. It's kind of it's lit. Yeah. It's it's kind of hard because you don't people are afraid to ask questions. But one of the things that we always encourage is our resource the information. If you don't have it, if you don't know, you don't know. At some point, you need the resource to help adapt or cope with whatever it is that you're dealing with. So that's why I kind of was kind of like honing in with the idea of like you outsourcing information in regards to your child, but not for. Your and most people deal with that all the time. If it's the through business, if they're going through hard time, mm-hmm. they just rather keep it within themselves and not ever look out for, I guess, you don't want to say help, but just kind of like an aid in the I'll say. I mean, sometimes in life, it happens where you're, you're wearing it on your chest heavy. Like you're confident enough to be online and be like, yo, um, at six months or at three months or at one year, is it okay for her to do this? Mm. You guys, and you know, a lot of people flood your daily. It's actually overwhelming. Sometimes <laughs> I'm like, holy crap, I asked this question and I can't get back to everything. Sometimes I, I think that people, not to say that they don't care, but it's like, I know what it's like to be on Instagram and like tap through stories where you're not actually watching and engaging, but it's like mm. you're viewing, but you're not 
they're not really taking it in. So when I get those responses from people and we get those conversations, gosh, like, wow, like, this is crazy. Like, there's a whole community. Simple things is like, when should she stop drinking? When do kids listen? I ask that question <laughs> once a month. I'm like, when do kids listen? And every mom, and this is a question that even like dads answer, they're like, never. Never. And I'm like, oh, thanks, guys. That's... She's, a, she's a riot, my child. She's a mess. You know how I go already. Our parents will say they get a little bit of that side from the parents. So you just have to figure out which side. My parents we're going. say that to me all the time. They're like, oh, bet your mask. exactly <laughs> how you were. No, just to let everybody know if you're here on the YouTube channel, please click the like button, hit the subscribe button. Yeah. Sometimes I realize one person was telling me, yo, I'm just soaked into the information. I totally forget. Like, I just watch it. I want to make sure that, you know, you guys subscribe. We're good. We're good. This is where you, you can take the breather. Yeah. Like, all. So, International Women's Month, when you hear about that, um, it's kind of funny because we're just talking about that. It's just everything. Mm-hmm. When it comes to International Women's Month, that, like, month highlight what women and it's good sometimes i think i kind of like that it comes after black history because it's like we're so dominant like a black woman i can say that right like we're so dominant in what we're doing that like i went to a game the other day and just listing a bunch of females that are doing great i'm like damn like I was, right i was literally writing in my notes every female that came out because i'm like Yo, i'm gonna go on linkedin some okay. i'm gonna go on linkedin look i made a whole list i'm gonna go on linkedin and find every one of these ladies and I'm like, yo, this is crazy because that's I was. That's actually good. That's a really good strategy. Because oh, in the professional that. world, everybody, like, Link, if you met someone, it didn't take you serious. It's actually crazy. So, I'm not active on This act, like, if I actually took advantage of LinkedIn, I'd... No, trust me, we have to, and even me. But I want to, for the people who don't know you, please let them know who you are, what you do. Um, what your title is, and then from there we will branch off to our different topics and questions. Okay, so my name is Shireen Robinson. Um, close friends, family call me Rainy. I go by SLR as well, which is my brand and my initials. I'm a celebrity stylist, personal shopper, mental health advocate. I'm a mom. Um, what else? My parents are Jamaican. I'm Jamaican. Born and raised in Toronto. Well, your parents are just, you know, I was yeah, all with, 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 your, with your pops the other day, so. That's funny. Mom. This guy texted me and said, hey, I was out with your dad last night. I was like, oh, <laughs> that's crazy. Like, I'm shooting the episode. Like, I'm so proud of you guys. I'm happy. I'm like, yo, keep it up. I see you guys. I'm just like, it's oh, funny because your parents are forever young. Like, I'm seeing the music playing. I'm getting amped. I see your pops. And I'm like, yo. But that's why I told I actually told him, I'm like, yo, it's parents like you that make us do what we do because you understand. And I'm happy he's blessed to see his grandchildren and his kids. He right literally here. left his granddaughter and like went out last night oh, wow. that's why when you told me he was out I was like oh that's crazy he, that just left, he just left her like, no not like oh, okay, left her okay, high and dry yeah, like no, no he came to check her he pulled up on her yeah. <laughs> to spend some time so you know he, he always finds time for her and I'm, I'm blessed to have like two really supportive parents um, supportive in my career and um, like my mother and my, my daughter so I'm blessed in that sense Talk about what with all this going on, being a mother and still having time, I guess, being a celebrity stylist, I believe that requires some type of traveling yes. and how that plays a role in your everyday lives. So it was uh, like last year sometime. It was the first time I traveled with her for mm-hmm. work. And um, again, I was blessed because I was able to have my mom with me and to have her come along just to experience it. and. It's, I, so we went away and I had to go away while, while I was away for work. So I was gone for three days and I was like, oh my goodness, like I missed her so much. I was working and I just kept thinking about her, thinking about her. And then, you know, as I'll get behind the camera and I'll look at the playbacks and I'll look at the screens, I just feel so happy. And I'm like, okay, I miss her, but like, she's going to be able to look at this stuff. And I'm like, mommy did that. Like (laughs) I did that. Like this was mommy's work so those moments like make it all worth it for me i'm still learning how to juggle just motherhood and life like career life regular life and just being a mom but i find that mom guilt is a real thing you even though you know you're doing the right thing for your child you still feel bad leaving them and spending time away from them but when you see the fruits of your labor Mm. and you're able to you know see the the product that you are working on, it, it's all worth it. And like, I keep all of those things 
for her. So even like family members and friends that do important things, like I keep their accolades, I keep their magazines, their articles so that she can see like, this is a person that you are around every day in your life. This is a person that's raised, helped raise you and a better part of your life and look at the amazing things that they've, they've been able to do. Like you can do this too. And I didn't even take it all sick here. Whenever a stylist wears something, we've got to check it out. Yeah. Make sure. Yeah. We got it right. We got it right. It's a little clavo. It was, everybody keeps complimenting it. I'm like, I got it from Target. Like, what? You know, it's like, it's like, that's what it is about. And you know what's so funny? I remember um, the last episode, or even when we when we first met, you never like calling yourself a celebrity no. stylist. And I just I saw you. I'm like, oh. I'm doing it because you're sitting right there. Oh, and I know later you'll probably page me about it. So I was impressed. And you know, kudos to you. I was all star weekend. Your, your clients did a yes. fantastic job. Like seeing that live and direct, I was like, yo, like, and it was more special to me because of how he was wearing the brands that you got him. And I think what I like about that is like, I think God blesses us sometimes in, in different type of ways. And you know, we were texting mm-hmm. um, while we were there and, like seeing you to be able to grab clothes from other companies and put it on. And not only putting it on a, a player who's like Stephen Curry, who's dominant, now he becomes the MVP, he's breaking history. He's doing all, bro, the man shooting the shot, turning yeah, around, bro, 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 that was like, that was crazy. But like, how does that make you feel knowing that like, okay, boom. Cause remember these brands are praying to like get photos and thing. And not only are they getting photos, he's wearing hats and in the tunnel, but now he's an MVP. So all the spotlight is on him. Yeah. And they didn't do that to get that. Obviously they're praying for, you know, what they can get, but Hoping then for the best. Yeah. when you get it to that, I know it's like a sigh of relief. Mm-hmm. Especially when it's been like a stressful situation. And I think that within the industry of fashion, most of the times people think that it's a really easy job. And it is easy and it's fun because obviously we're doing something that we love that we love and we're passionate about. However, there are moments where, you know, things don't go right at all and we have zero control over them. Mm-hmm. For example, we'll talk about our all-star weekend. You know, we did all our prep and all that good stuff. Packages supposed to be at the hotel waiting for my client. Package never arrived on time. I can't control UPS. At this point, the company where we ordered the clothes from doesn't know where the box is. I don't know where the box is. UPS does not know where the box is. It's kind of just in a limbo. Yeah. Like, it may get there and it might not get there. We don't know. Hmm. And that's not good enough for me. Like, I can't... That's not a good enough answer. So, at that point, it was like, hit the ground running. Um, and I was trying to find... Reach out to anybody. I've never been to Cleveland. I don't know anybody there. I literally went on Instagram <laughs> and typed in the location for the designer stores that are there and found sales associates that work in the stores on Instagram, DM them to try to get me clothes for my clients so that he have them, like, without not having any outfits. <laughs> and I had to hit up even he was there. I was like, listen, like, I need you to, whoever brought you out there, find out if they know somebody because I need somebody, like, right now. She even don't have nothing. <laughs> Bro, it was, and it bro. was actually very, very, very shocking when I was on Google and nothing was popping up. Yeah. I was like, they don't have this? Yeah. They don't have this store? On the phone check store, I'm like, uh, 45 they minutes. They don't have this store? An and hour. if they do have it, it's 45, an hour away. I'm like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. So I'm panicking. I'm like, how am I going to do this? Long story short, I was able to get find somebody to connect with in the store. Thank you for them. And I, the box did end up arriving. So... It ended up working out all together, but there's some stressful moments that people do not see that are behind the scenes that, you know, you feel like, I'm like, this is my job on the line. Like, what am I going to do? Like, and I'm, I always think the worst. I know it's not that serious because I always figure it out, but at the moment I was having it. I was like, I should have been there. And then I learned a valuable lesson in that as well. Like, I should always be present, especially when it's important, monumental moments like that. Like, I'm, it'll never miss me again. And you know what's so crazy about that is um the fact that like that's why I was so happy because but people don't know what you're going through. Right. People just think that ooh, here it is, you build a relationship, everything's good, but they don't know exactly what you've gone through in that even moment process. Like, yeah. They have no idea. But that's how that goes sometimes and can't control those things. It makes it worth it, but yeah, it's a lot. Uh, you say thinking the worst. I know most people deal with that about being a pessimist about things never working out for them. But you still continue, and you and you're aware of that because I always preach awareness. Because once you're aware, it's kind of like you can actually point a finger on it yep. to actually start to take action. So can you tell about some of the things that you do when you think things are going wrong and 
you probably because when people think the worst, they probably think it's all downhill. Like, what are some of the things you do to get you out of that uh, the mindset? I should say. I'll tell you what I don't do. What I don't do is I don't shut down. Like I can't. So I have a tendency to do that when things get rough. I kind of retreat. I like get like get into my shell. Like I just kind of hide away. But in situations like this, especially when it comes to my job, like I. I literally like, will run myself to the ground until it's, the issue is fixed. There's a solution. Like we're all good. Everybody's happy, and like I'll crash the next day. So like after this all star thing, like I was up for probably like forty eight hours, like for real, for real. Like being a being a mom, doing my mom thing, and trying to figure this out within like forty eight hours to make sure that things were good for the weekend. And like once I heard he got the package and he was good, I literally like just sat. I just like planted myself on my couch for like a good two hours. I just sat there like like I had to regroup because I put everything that I had in me like into making sure like this works out. And I didn't know how it was going to because again, it's a place where we've never been. We have no connects. I have zero connects. I don't know anybody. So I literally just had to take a moment and regroup. And then I was good after that. Like I just, I just don't stop until it's fixed or done or complete after it's finished how do you feel emotionally because before i speak on somebody i just want to hear you answer how do you feel emotionally after all this like after i guess you crashed do you feel satisfied that you got to figure out do you feel the sense of like uh not i'll say uh abilities will be under self-confidence about you're capable of doing something how do you feel after you uh, I, I think i probably feel the opposite of what people would think i feel like i feel like i can't actually enjoy it mm. it's actually kind of crazy so like some stressful situations when I see my work I'm just like alright yeah okay like, you look so good you're not happy and I'm like yeah yeah it's great I'm, it's fine but I don't know why like I'm happy I'm genuinely happy I'm glad it's done and I'm happy with how it looks but I there's something in me that doesn't allow myself to rejoice in those moments it's kind of like alright what's next mm. what's the next hurdle like what's the next task like what are we, what's going to happen next like I always keep myself on my toes in that sense because just from experience, not to say that I'm a negative person because I'm actually a very positive person, but I'm a realistic person. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I know my luck and I know how things work out for me. So I just prepare for the worst and hope for the best, but I just prepare. I always have a plan B, a plan C because I know sometimes things don't always go smoothly. Mm -hmm. So I just try to be prepared for that. So in your case, you say it's more kind of like the hunt, the chase, rather than yeah. yeah. I don't like. I'm not like yes. Like I cry. Like yeah. that's my release. Like mm-hmm. it's a happy cry. Like oh my gosh, yes, it happened. We're done finally. But like I don't get to like really bask in that moment. Like I don't celebrate myself. I don't really celebrate my big moments. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just I'm trying to do that more mm-hmm. because that's gonna be my my form of self care moving forward. Like within the, for the new year, but. I don't allow myself to rejoice in anything. I just kind of like happy. I'm like, thank you, God. Like, what's next? As you should, you know, I'll say like, enjoy the moment. You know, the the heart is always, it's always the throw because we know a lion would never try to eat a dead animal. It's about the chase, where they get the throw from. And I guess, and I guess, and I guess when we talk about you know, that, that, heard that, bro. No, because this is true. And in my head, all I, I, I see is lions in the, the desert, in the jungle. No, you never, you never see them get attack a gorilla. Beast that's already half dead. It's always about the chase. That's where the joy true comes from. And, and you get into the top of mountain and find a bigger mountain. You know. And the reason why I mentioned that earlier because I know about situational stress. There are good stress because there's a negative quotation in regards to people assuming that all stress are negative. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there are good stress that we need. Like you know, like we said on the previous episode, when we experience. Uh, uh, good times we haven't experienced bad times how could we able to uh, relate know. how yeah. we know so in your case similar the same but you just want to keep going when you get to the top of the mountain find a bigger mountain because there's people that plateau once they achieve something and feel like this is it and live in the moment and stay there and we also talked about when your flowers grow mm-hmm. uh, keep watering it because the weeds will start to grow so to hear somebody talk about a different perspective about continuously attacking it and this is it and there's more of me and what's next hope for the best expect the worst but just always keep going man. and I really like that yeah you have to and I gotta put our, I, we're gonna have to put our TikTok in this video right there because a lot of his videos in quotes <laughs> and I'm just waiting for one of them to drop like oh, you I had to go because I never heard that like a lot of things no. he said I never heard I'm just like oh. I never heard that either I pictured the line ready like there's so many videos I, swear, I like watching in that, my yeah. head I had like a what do you call it National Geographic <laughs> in my head like <laughs> 
And then you know you're yeah, good. So, that's so good. to our guy Wavy Digital Media, we're gonna make sure you put that that TikTok and make sure you follow us on all other platforms. Um, we make sure we share gems and I think like a lot of people, somebody messaged me the other day like, yo, keep with the special guest because like we're learning so much and you have no idea what people are going through or in that moment. They just kind of see the finishing product and they literally have no idea. That's why I was so happy. Like when you, I remember you messaged me, I think I put in capital letters and I made sure because I'm like. Yeah, and I had to make sure I let you know that I, like we're good now. Like, you know, because I know how you are, like with the people that you care about and you take on people's stress. So I was like. There's no way I can let this guy know I was in a crisis and not tell him that the crisis has been averted. So, like, you literally text me, like, yes, in capital letters. And I was like, thank you so much. Like, we're good. Like, okay, I put like a cape on. I'm ready for action. Like, no, no, I'm like, let's go. If you're my people, I got you for that. But it, it's crazy. We'll get into kind of like, because there's going to be new people watching this. So, people may not know how you even got into this position. Mm-hmm. And we'll get into that. But something that you talked about that you mentioned was self care. Mm-hmm. And I love the woman you've become. And I have to let this be known because. There's, uh, we can't speak for women. Right. And here you are with everything going on, being a mom, you still make sure mental health, self-care, you let people know it's okay. Like you have that conversation and that's one thing I love. And I even, we gotta get, I don't know how you are on Twitter. I don't have, I have, I don't have Twitter. But, but I, no, because some of the don't things that Don't look for I, me I, on Twitter. No, but I, I would love for for those posts. It's there. there she I doesn't want the old tweets to get pulled up. We all have it. <laughs> <laughs> Nora, I she got a really, you have a couple days to make sure you can move. But, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, you know, sometimes I read your stuff, I'm like, yo, it's good you're talking about this because someone needs to talk about these things. Right. That can, like, you know, sometimes moms feel like there's nobody mm-hmm. there to, like, you know, and, and here you are making sure that you always talk about self-care. You make sure, yo, make sure you're good first. Make sure you keep it. I think the other day you went, like, not on a rant, but it was a good one, like, where I was literally watching things over and people were reposting um, things that, um, that's my apologies. Um, but you were posting stuff where people were, like, reposting stuff. And I'm just like, oh, this is good. Like, you're talking from the heart. Oh, yeah, like, I ask questions. Like, I, I, I think, like, I have a platform. It's not a huge one, but, like, I have a, a good enough platform where, like, I like to open the, the, the floor for people to feel safe. And, like, I'll put, like, a little disclaimer, like, you know, this is a safe place. Like, mental health check-in. Like, how are you feeling? And people will respond. Like, they will really respond. And, like, obviously, I keep everything anonymous, but... The fact that people even feel comfortable enough to even share how they're really feeling with me is like says a lot because I know that when I was in the thick of my saddest moments and which was a, a long time ago, but I didn't. It was hard for me to talk about what I was going through because nobody else was. Mm. I didn't see anybody else there talking about things that they were going through. I, I didn't see anybody else making safe spaces. It wasn't popular to talk about depression, and it doesn't. It wasn't. Mental health wasn't even a thing that yeah. we even really talked about at all, period. Unless you were literally going through going it. Through it yeah. You know what I'm saying? People were very private and very, you know, hush hush about what they were going through. So at that time, like, I think that's why it was worse for me. Uh, and that's why I try so much now to kind of open that conversation and um, kind of let my barrier down, like, let that wall down. And it's kind of weird for people in my real life to see me be so open about this aspect because I'm a very private person. Mm. So it's hard for some, it's hard for people to like understand, but I'm on that aspect. like, yeah, like, they're like, Basically. how can you be so like comfortable talking about this stuff? And like in real life, you're, you're such a private secretive, not secretive, but you're such a private person. Like how? And for me, I just think that it's like, I know how important it is. This is something that reminds me of brother Ebon said last week when he said, you want to be the person that you wish you had for your younger self mm-hmm. or wish exactly. you had two years ago, whatever you went yeah. through. So I totally get in that aspect. So it's not so much I'm becoming this public person is that I'm becoming the person that I was looking for yeah. when I was going through this. And this may other this may help others who are currently looking for this kind of mm-hmm. uh, person to share the story. So was, I mean, mental health is a, is a topic and I encourage everybody to share anything in regards, seek, seek, seek uh the right people like there's this negative quotation with mental health about like, i guess it's not just in our culture and history like you'd be classified crazy or anything because mm-hmm. you know? i might my family itself also deal with mental health issues with a uh, family member of mine so i know it's a thing that and i'm also in school for psychology so i know it's a real deal so i always encourage people to talk about it because some of these things that we know for a fact now as over time you suppress you suppress it and then it becomes beyond your control and that's not what we, that's something that we do not want. Right. Right. So that's that's my critique. Well, it's, it's so funny because my brother V is actually in the school, but like 
he's been posting about going to see like it's encouraging people to go see a therapist like like it's and you know and, and it's funny because now we're thinking about it, i'm just like yo people think it's like people want to hinder things yeah like you people don't have wanna, to be sad to see a therapist you don't have to be depressed to see people a think it's not the cool you thing to do to, they, you don't have to it's not a negative thing and like it might not be for you either. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I had, to, I had to shop around. I call it yeah. till I found the right one for me. Because you don't vibe with everybody, and you're, you know, depending on why you're there, or what you're talking about. Sometimes you're opening the darkest, deepest parts of yourself, so you have to feel that good energy with the person. So it's not going to work for you all the time. And I think that's something that kind of deters people because they go once and they're like, "Oh, it didn't work for me. I didn't get the response I wanted." And it's like, forget about it. And it's like, it is discouraging, but keep going because you're going to find the right one you know like and and it, and it may or may not work for you but i think it's important to try and like that's some that's a piece of advice that i do offer to people mm-hmm. when it's warranted like i'm sometimes people just want to unload and they don't want advice mm-hmm. so yeah i ask before i give out those types of that advice and information but it's there for the audience out there because i have my own take on it, i just want to hear you talk about uh like because people assume that going to uh, going to see a therapist will resolve the problem they may have. Is that is that true or not? Um, no, I won't say it, I won't say it resolves your problems. But from my personal perspective and my experience with it, it helped me to learn coping mechanisms and to learn my triggers. Mm-hmm. So once I knew what my triggers were, and I was able to avoid them, kind of in a way, mm-hmm. or. I was able to learn how to deal with them deal in with a them. more effective manner that was like that would work for me hmm. so i had that meant for me cutting off certain people like cutting them off like completely and, boundaries, yeah, yeah, yeah because i had to set those boundaries yeah. so that person was a trigger for me you know so it's like you gotta remove yourself um certain situations and scenarios you know people find themselves in the same situations over and over and over again that's a pattern that that's something that can trigger you. You've got to cut that pattern. Yeah. So that's what therapy did for me. I was able to learn my triggers. And once I knew what my triggers were, certain things were not able to bother me anymore because I knew what it was and I was able to avoid it. And then just like different coping mechanisms like, you know, meditation and like how to calm yourself and to like differentiate your thoughts. Mm-hmm. So like now I talk to myself in my head a lot where I'm like, train, is it that serious? Are you having a moment or is it that serious? And like I'll weigh the pros and cons in my head as opposed to whereas before I would have just been like boom, gone off the handle, dashing things off the table. Like I was it went from zero to hundred. Now I can rationalize. I think before I speak, I think before I act, and like those are things that therapy helps me with. That's exactly what I just wanted to stay because people are under the assumption that they'll get healed and they'll be forever be gone, but it's most is mainly through the coping mechanism, finding your triggers and being able to with uh i guess what, what should i say uh, i'm trying to remember here about we never really heal we just uh we just learn to deal with it yeah. and that's what it's that's what I it's really is about maneuvering through your madness yeah, yeah. i it's, like that it's, when you said zero to hundred you obviously referenced drake like you, you messed me up because now you have me singing the song and, <laughs> and you know you he, he, he you said that i'm just like oh yeah we're back to to jersey where oh. he, he, he you know what was I'll never forget because when he um he mentioned you in the song in the freestyle yeah, with Hedy one. I don't know what you're talking about. And um <laughs> and when I called you, you didn't even she didn't even know that Drake had mentioned her in the song. That's dope. I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, you didn't hear it? No. And I was going crazy. I remember when I'm like, yo, wait, no, what you just said you sent me bare fire emojis and I'm like, what happened? I'm like, <laughs> what happened? Like all I sent emojis and I'm I don't know what happened. Wasn't, I just know I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> but you know, here we are now. Look, two years later, and and because that was just when you turned mommy, mm-hmm. and here you are, two years, two years later, oh my and gosh. you know, I, I I've seen Blake grow up. Is it's kind of because like we've watched it. If you if you we're family, we're friends, so I get to watch it on the story, and and it's funny. She's she's turning into an incredible, beautiful, young, smart girl, she's and, so and sassy. we're proud of you. I'm proud of you. Thank you. I'm I proud of you. That. I know it's not it's easy. I'm about to say as no lie, we came from 2014 when I seen you literally at the computer desk and remix project, just putting clothes and I was watching her. I'm like, yo, what is she doing? Like, but she's hard. Like, it was just she's she's literally, you know, can you take no, it back to, to nobody know? actually understood? Nobody actually understood her. Everybody said the same thing. Like, I, I would just see you on the computer and I would just see lots of clothes on the screen, but I never really understood what you did. A lot of people don't even like I didn't even know that there was a career in fashion or like not a career in fashion, a career like in styling. In I didn't styling. know that like 
that could be it for somebody at the time. I just knew I loved clothes. I like looking good. I like putting things together. Like I like help, help, helping other people do that. So yeah, what remix project? Um, and this was kind of like probably a couple months or a couple weeks after I got into the remix project was the first time I had to travel to work. Mm. So I was like kind of doing remix and traveling at the same time and it was like i was literally thrown into it so i would just like pull clothes off different websites and like literally copy and paste it on photoshop onto like a board and create an outfit which i would just call like a layout um and i would post them on instagram and like people would just look this is cute like then people would start messaging me like um it's my birthday i need an outfit can you help me put one together and like that's literally how this whole thing started um Besides, like, dressing myself and, like, playing in my own clothes, that's, mm-hmm. that, like, the sh- long story short, that's literally how all of this started. So, do you still do that or you just strictly style celebrities? No, I, I still work with everybody. Like, I will style anybody. Like. And that's a segue to my next question. So, talk about humility and just being humble because mm. some people are just working with celebrities out of the room. Like, they won't even give certain people the time of the day. That's why you say you still work with just everybody's great. So, just talk about where you are now and just being humble showing me lady among all of this to just to keep going i just um like i just like working like i just love my i, I just love playing in clothes like i just love fashion so it's like for me any opportunity like i'm not to say i will take every opportunity but i'm gonna listen like you know i'm gonna get, get you that consult we're gonna be able to have that phone consultation like what are you looking for what do you want like am i even the right fit for you like can I help you? Do you have the right resources? Like those types of things. Um, but I think I'm just hungry to just always learn more. I'm self-taught. Like I didn't have any mentors. I didn't intern. I didn't like, I didn't know anything. I, everything that I know about this industry, everything that I've learned, every connection that I've made, it's literally been built from the ground up Mm -hmm. off me just doing good business, being a good person. Um, you know, and like holding those connections to a high standard. Like I don't, I treat those connections and those contacts like very near and dear to my heart because I built those, you know? So I think that it's just, I'm just always ready to work. Like, so it doesn't matter to me. Like, and I don't, in the beginning, I hated even calling myself a celebrity stylist. Like, I didn't, I didn't even like saying You won't always get you on your show. Yeah, I didn't even like saying the the word. We went to fashion week and like, he was like, go talk to people, go talk to people. And I was like, (laughs) He's like, go, go. And I'm like, no. <laughs> and then he would be like, hey, I'm going like, this, is, this, is, this is straight. We're from Toronto. She's a stylist. And like, yeah, get up with her. Like, oh, who's your manager? All right, cool. Let's go get their number. And I'm like sitting there like, how do you do that? Because I don't, I just didn't have that in me. Like I even was trying to be a stylist without showing my face. Yeah. Getting want anybody to know it was me. Like, I don't know. It's just, I don't like the limelight. I don't like being in the spotlight. So I think that that is what helps me to remain humble. And you know, clearly you're doing a great job. You've had, uh, you know, magazines. You've had been featured on TV out in the mm-hmm. city, CTV. You know, so so I think those reminders actually help us to know that like we're doing what we need to do. Mm-hmm. And clearly, you know, God's been blessing you in in your path. And over the years, obviously, business at the like we learn from from everything that we've gone through. Mm-hmm. And and it's a beautiful thing to see your friends strive. And you know. I, I, I'm like I said, proud, happy, and you know, if you watch this right now, put a like right now, comment something because this is why we need to kick off International Women's Week. Like I, I was, I was so happy. I'm like, yo, this story is gonna be so inspirational because it just keeps growing. Even the last time we had a conversation, it's mm-hmm. always about growth, and that's the thing about life too. It never stops, and we never stop learning regardless. Elevation. So, you know, and and you know, it, it's it's. It's a we're in a new. I think with things coming down and the world getting back to a little bit of normal, you know, like we see what's going some on. Some kind of normal. Some kind of normal, but like things are opening back up. They're taking things away so we can do what we do best. Because mm-hmm. I know I remember in the beginning of the pandemic, it was, it was you talked about it being hard. Like when you're used to traveling and going here, and now you can't go and everything's mm-hmm. stuck. It's like yo, what's going on? Yeah, like that alone was like I had to like talk to myself every single day like out of a depression because I was like I was used to just getting up and going I'll be gone two three times a month I'll be gone for two months a time three months a time and then boom just got on top of of being pregnant then it's like pandemic so I was a double lockdown (laughs) (laughs) so it was a lot for me so um, it was really hard and I had to figure out ways to maneuver my business to work for me so that I could still generate an income because I wasn't traveling as much so I had to learn how to run my business effectively and efficiently online 
And this is where the issues come in with tracking and shipping because I'm not physically there to go to the store and shop and drop them off to your house like I usually would or, you know, facilitate those things. So that's where we run into issues like that. But it happens rarely. But when it does happen, it's super stressful. But I just have to learn how to roll with the punches. So now things, hopefully, will things will be back to normal. Back to normal. Whatever but normal is. Yeah, whatever normal is. I doing this because it's a new normal. It's yeah, not, it's new it, normal. whatever our normal was like three years ago, like it's not the same anymore. Yeah. But we're going to have to figure out what the new normal is. What do you mean, normal and adjust is? to that. We're here now though. Like I think it's so funny because two years, we would have thought. Like now it's like, it's like, it's one of those where like, yo, listen, Nobody's complaining no more about hey, this is this is a pandemic or whatever. This is a new norm. No, this is just life at this point. Yeah, yeah. You know, you gotta adapt. Everyone has to adapt, and we just talk about it. So, it, it, it's one of those things where, um, you know, it, it's life. You kind of get to humble yourself sometimes. You can laugh about it sometimes. Cause I remember we were all stressing. Mm-hmm. Like this, <laughs> this whole platform started because of this. I moment. was gonna say <laughs> then that's where you have things like this that come into play that were what people needed at the time like you know there was it was just so sad and somber and just i don't even know the word but everybody was looking for somewhere some piece of joy some piece of uplifting positive words so like shout out to you guys for building the platform and just even continuing it you know it's not something that you guys did for the moment and Mm -hmm. stopped you know which is amazing because a lot of people did do that. I started things just for the moment, mm-hmm. and now it's gone. But Literally, I was telling, I was telling one of my people, I'm like, I know it's a calling because, like, when I when I talked to him, like, I like, talked about V earlier. When I had this conversation with these two, it's like I've seen how much joy is brought to me. I was telling my barber today, I'm like, yo, this I have no choice because, like I said, that younger person, I wish I had that. So like, mm-hmm. whoever needs this, here, mm-hmm. listen, it's there because I didn't have it. I wish I had something like this. I'd have been too. Well, maybe I wouldn't have been because I was all over the place. But. If I knew I could get some information, <laughs> some type of guidance. You know what I mean? Like, I, I would have sorted. I would have been like, not you running road, <laughs> <laughs> running, running. But um, at this time right now, we do our our um, affirmation. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's international women's month, so I'm gonna make you say our affirmation, and um, I'm gonna let you quote it from right here. Um, here we go, from three to six, and okay. then you can share our affirmation so, of the day. Being a beautiful woman comes naturally to me. My beautiful soul shines a light on those who enter my life. If someone truly loves you, they'll see you for your beauty inside. Oh, see you for the beauty inside of you. Um, You can be gorgeous at 30, charming at 40, and irresistible for the rest of your life. Coco Chanel, love that. (laughs) Um, Let's talk about that. Let's let's break that down. When you and and it's because I'm gonna speak. Me and Max will speak on a male aspect of like just you know staying true to who we are and, and understanding that's not about the outside. Like I can vibe you off of your energy, mm-hmm. but like from a women's perspective to our ladies, because you know the women they love motivation Mondays and they hold us down. So we want to make sure we speak to them from their side, but not from us. Um, being a, being a beautiful woman comes naturally to me. So. That for me is kind of it didn't come naturally to me. I had mm. to learn to love myself. So I'm um, to hear this. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. I want to be honest. Like it didn't come naturally to me. I did not grow up thinking I was the most beautiful girl. I did not feel that way growing up. I didn't feel that way halfway through my adulthood. Like so, I posted a meme the other day. Like when you see me out on the street and I'm looking popping or I'm popping, like you know, just know I worked hard for that mm. because I had to really like learn how to love myself like outside of my first relationship that was kind of where it started once i ended that i was like uh-uh honey no you can't look for love you can't find love you can't be in love unless you love yourself and you know how you want to be loved so it it didn't come naturally to me but it's something that's in you i found it i had to seek it and i found it and i'm, I'm still growing into myself i'm loving the woman i'm becoming um, even just being a mom gives you a new sense of sexiness, I think. Mm. Um, so I'll start the there. Okay. Yeah, shout out to all the moms. And my beauty, my beautiful soul shines a light on those who enter my life. This, I think, is fair to me because from what I've heard from people, <laughs> um, I bring them a certain like happiness in their life. Like whether they're going through something or not, it's like sometimes I kind of just have this thing where I'll hit you up and I'm like yo my mind's running on me like are you good and I promise you like 
nine times out of ten when I do this, that person's like, that is so crazy because I'm actually going through something. And because I'm so open about what I go through, it makes it easier for them to be able to open up and talk to me. So I would say that I am a light in certain people's lives. And, like, I take that very near and dear to my heart. It's something that I, like, I'm very prideful of. So um, if somebody truly loves you, they'll see the beauty inside of you. Yeah, that's fact. If somebody loves you, they'll just they'll just love you for who you are, regardless. Like that doesn't mean that they're gonna be a yes person to you, but they're gonna love you regardless. They'll love you through it. They'll give you the right advice. Um, they'll tell you when you're wrong, but they're gonna love you through it regardless. And you can be gorgeous at 30, charming at 40, and irresistible for the rest of your life. Age is nothing but a number. I mean, you know, like 30 is a new 20. I used to think 30 was old, and I'm in that range, and I'm like, I'm not old. Don't call me old. Um, only thing that you get is you get orders responsibly. You know? Yeah, adulting, and that sucks. I wish I could get old with all the bills. Like, <laughs> I wish. Trust you me. feel the same. Yeah. And, you know, the body might not react the same, but feel the same. Slow down, pause. And I just try to tell my daughter that too. Like in the mornings, like I will recite, like, I'm kind, I'm smart, I'm beautiful, I'm brave, I can do anything I want. And then we just end with the I love you. And that's how we start our mornings most days. And those things, I, it's like. Yeah, I encourage our parents to do that because we know about how the, the, the first seven years is when their child's brain is programmed and how important that is because, you know, people may feel like this is something that you build within yourself, but it's actually how you bring up your child as far as how they feel about themselves and people's opinion of you doesn't define who you are. So, with that message about women, it's not just women, about human, all individuals. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever is within is more important than what other people, what others think would be on the outside. So it's just always, always, you know, see your, see yourself at a higher standard like anybody else sees of you, right? Mm-hmm. That anybody else expects of you. My daughter has a really unique birthmark on her face. And when she was born, like, um, so, like obviously you, like, it was like, I love her. Like, yes, oh my God, cry, cry, baby. But then I looked at it and I was like, oh my gosh, I was like, is this like a birthmark or is this gonna go away? We weren't sure, they weren't sure, we weren't sure. Mm -hmm. And I just kept crying and I was just like, what if kids are mean to her? Like, she was a little couple hours old and I cried. And I was like, what if people are mean to her? Mm -hmm. And then I got angry because I was like, I was hoping to do it. You know what I'm saying? So that is why I try to. Like, as she's gotten older, it's evened out, and it's not that noticeable. She's beautiful, and I love her birthmark. It makes her who she is. It makes her unique. But that's why I've made it my duty to tell her every day that she's beautiful, and that she is unique, and that she is special, because I know I'm not, I'm realistic. I know that that's something that she could go to school for, and kids will not understand, and it's something that she could make fun of. But she's going to go to school and be like, yeah, right, that's sick, because my mom told me I'm beautiful. I'm beautiful. So it doesn't matter what you tell me. So that's why, you know, we stand in the mirror. I'm smart. I'm beautiful. I'm kind. And it's not just about being pretty. It's You're smart. You're kind. You know, these things that make you a good person. And I, um, you know, as as you talk, when we were like, oh, somebody said something, I'm like, it brought the Jamaican, I'm like, oh, there's a Jamaican side. I'll pull it out to the school on the kindergartners. I'm just kidding. And when's the last time you went to Jamaica? Um, I haven't gone to Jamaica since what two thousand oh two thousand nineteen like right before the pandemic. Oh wow! July. And but you know you got the feature in the newspaper in the yes. article. Talk talk to us about that. That was big. Um. So when the lady had reached out to me, she DM'd me on Instagram, and I thought it was a fake page, like trying to like troll me and like get information from me. So I had sent all her information to my dad, and I was like, Dad fact check hit your people let me know if this lady's real does she work for the leader does she write for them i'm not answering her message until i find out so a couple hours later my dad's like yeah man yeah man i real take my shit yeah man good good girl yeah man i'm sorry so i'm like okay so we did a zoom meeting and i was like how did you find my page like how did you even like like who told you like i don't like it was just the most random thing and that's why it was so hard for me to believe because like how could like where would she find me from um but the interview went really really well um and she was just basically like asking me a bit kind of like similar kind of conversation that we're having now Mm -hmm. um but what i really liked was that she asked me you know besides fashion which something we always talk about like what's the other thing you're passionate about and it was able to she gave me that platform to speak about mental health and i think that was so important because I'm Jamaican, so I'm talking about the Jamaican culture. Like, that is such a... T- 
taboo topic and subject. Mm-hmm. So I was really glad that she gave me the opportunity to talk about that and for it to be published in a paper for people to read. And then when I visit back the page and I look at the comments, you know, people are also grateful that that conversation was opened up and that topic was brought up. So that made me feel good. And I love doing things like this because I, as much as I like to hide behind the scenes, like when it's meaningful and it's purposeful, like I, I, I actually enjoy doing it. And speaking about passion and purpose on this platform, that's what we do. Help people educate, help others finding a self-purpose. I know you talked about fashion being your passion. What do you think your purpose is? Like the why, what keeps you going? Because we always say you you use your passion to fulfill your purpose, the overall ending goal, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's fair to say that fashion is your passion. As you mentioned before, you probably do it for free. If you, if if you I, Listen, I probably, I kind of do. I, I do. Yeah, I do. Because yeah. it, it's, it's, I eat, sleep, and breathe it. Yeah. People ask me questions every day. Can I find this? Can you get this? Where, where is this? So it's like, it's a part of my life every day. But, um, yeah, so what's the purpose? What's the why? To be honest, prior to my daughter, I don't think I had a why that was even important enough. I didn't mm. know. I just knew that so when I first got into this career and was able to like work for myself, my main goal was just like not working for anybody else, like not being miserable in a job. Like I didn't really have I didn't have an ending place, I didn't mm-hmm. have like a why, like I didn't have something that was pushing That's me. That's a strong I, enough why. Yeah. The freedom to work yeah, for yourself. That's strong enough why. Right. So that was my why at the time, just not being miserable in a job, like you know. But like now, my why is like so different. My why is like for my daughter. My why is my daughter, my nieces, and my nephew. Um, like I want them to see that they can literally do anything. So that's who I go hard for. Really. And I love the fact that you said that because you always hear me say on this platform that if at some point you have to find something bigger than you, because if it's just about you, you will face something that will make you give up. So you having your daughter and your nieces became bigger than it's not just you. Because if it's just about you, you can always find something else. People always quit on themselves. Mm-hmm. It's about, uh, they'll start to justify it. It's not so much as working for myself. I work for somebody but part-time. Start to lessen their goals and achievement. That's why I always encourage people. Your why has to be bigger than you. It has to be beyond you. Because at some point, you will face something that's much bigger than you that will stop you from doing what it is that you want to do. But you got to have that why that pulls you through everything that you go through. Yeah. They keep me motivated and they also keep my mind My niece and my nephew, like they're the oldest. They're both entrepreneurs. They both run their own businesses. They make their own money. They both travel freely in their young age. And I'm like, how... How did you go away? My nephew just went to the Bahamas. I said, you're going away? I'm booking a trip too. Like, they keep me on my toes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm proud of, I'm so, so, so proud of them. And they keep me on my toes. They inspire me to just keep going and to do better. So we can all be rich together. Like, we're all going to be on the PJ one day. That's what I keep telling them. We're all going to be on the PJ one day. Mm-hmm. Forget about the airport, person who. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to get into the part of like, because I know a lot of women, um, they have businesses, they don't register their business, they just, mm-hmm. they get into it. What is it like, what advice would you give to any females out there that's in the beginning stage of their business? Or maybe they're not even in the beginning stage, but they, because a lot of people before they register their business, they're either afraid to do it, they don't know how to do it, or they're dealing with so much in life that like the right things to do it. And it, it happens to males and it happens to females. Mm-hmm. But like, what advice would you give to, to someone that is going through that? Um, so my advice, well, I I think I kind of hit the ground running kind of fast because I registered my business when I didn't even know what I was doing. Like, mm. I, I was just like, I want to do everything right. Let me just go register. Like, I didn't, wasn't making no money, didn't do nothing. So I would think, I would, my best advice would be to do a lot of research if you can't, if, if you don't and if you can't find a mentor. Mm. Um, I wish I had somebody to kind of walk me through those little things in the beginning. Um, I didn't. So I just made the choices that I thought were right at the time. But there's a lot of ins and outs in it. And don't doubt yourself. Mm. Like if you, if this is what you want to do, like if this is, like if you are like so sure that this is your, register the business, start. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Because at the end of the day, like to run a legit, it's going to have to be a legitimate business anyway. So mm. you might as well just, just start. Mm. you might as well just start. If you're serious about it, you know, some people just have a little side hustle and they don't really care about it, you know? So it's like, what's the point? Why am I going to put all the extra effort in? But do things the right way from the very beginning and it'll save you a lot of trouble in the end. That's how I feel. Especially if it's something you're really, really serious about. Just do it. And do your research. Go online. Go on Google. Call that number on Canada Revenue, whatever it is. 
Find out all the information that you need to find out. All those resources are available to you. Don't be lazy. And part of it is that people are just lazy. They'd rather have somebody just give them the information like here than go look for it. But you have to put the work in. You have to go look for it. It's all there. And people might think it's costly. Like I tell anybody else, is like when you start, do whatever that you can, and then go outsource. You know, some people feel like I'm trying to reach out to a mentor and they're charging this for their service. Like you say, just up and around some of these things that you can't do for yourself. Mm-hmm. And eventually, if you hit that block, that you need someone mm-hmm. because you cannot get to uh, a destination you haven't been before without a direction. So mm-hmm. somebody may be able to help you guide through wherever it is that you need to go. But starting a business, you just Got to start. There's no perfect time. It's never a Just right start. moment. You and don't know? get discouraged. Yeah. It's, it's going to be not, tough. Yeah. yeah. Don't get discouraged. Like, that's the thing. Like, just don't give up. Keep going. If you're really serious about it and you really, you really want it to happen, I think that's one common thing in everybody's success story is that they just didn't, they never gave up. I was just watching the Kanye documentary and, like, one thing that everybody said about him was just, like, his grind, his mm-hmm. worth ethic. Like, he just, he knew he wanted to rap and he was more than just a producer and he didn't stop. And like that's the perfect example. Sometimes you're gonna have those hurdles when people think that this is not the right fit for you, and you know they don't know. They don't know. They don't know. Nobody has a story. And I, the couple, two things before we wrap up. Um, one, if you could tell your younger self any advice, what would it be? And then, what does fashion mean to you? Why is it so important? Especially entrepreneurs or like anybody looking to make a name for themselves to look their best. Um, okay, so the first one was what I tell my younger self. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I'm not for <laughs> I would say, pull up a chair, young lady. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, what, I, what would I tell my younger self? Um, I'll come back to that one. Looking your best is important. When you feel, when you look good, you feel good. That's how I. That's one thing I will pride myself on. I tell my friends, when you look good. You feel good. On my worst days, I'll get dressed up, even if I'm not going nowhere, and I'll feel like, oh wow, the day's so nice, like things are happening, I'm so happy. Um, you know, when you look your best, you feel your best, and you're kind of your own walking billboard. Mm. Your the image of yourself is what people see. It's kind of like a first impression. So like, depending on what you want to give off to the world, if you want to give off that you're like, you know, this super chill person, you're always gonna look like that. But um, I think that your appearance, like just how you carry yourself off the rip is like, important. It just if you care, like some people don't. Like looks are not everything to everybody, right? But just do what makes you happy. Like that's how I feel. Like wear what wear what others fear, do what makes you happy, like dress your best at all times, like just do whatever makes you happy. Wear whatever makes you happy. Like as a stylist, I don't style people for my style. I style you based on how you want to feel. If you want to spend $1,000 on tracksuits, I'm going to get you $1,000 worth of tracksuits. But they're going to be the nicest ones, and they're going to be nice and different than everybody else's. But that's how I operate. Whatever makes you happy, I'm just going to try to help make you feel better about yourself. That's it. I'm not throwing that Deion Sanders line here. It's something I thought about. He said, if you look good, you feel good. If you feel good, you play good. And if you play good, they pay good. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out Deion Sanders. That was a great one. I still don't know what I was telling my younger self. I'll tell my younger self, don't give up. Ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up episode 22. We are here with Shireen Robinson, Bias and Large Very Own. Um, let them know where they can find you on Instagram. You can follow me at BYSLR on Instagram. And it's your boy. Max, a speaker. Thank you for tuning in. And you already know, making the uncle cool while realizing it's you versus you. Make sure you like, subscribe, and tune in for more. All right, see you guys next week.